0: Empire
1: The misfits are becoming mainstream.
0: My background actually isn't in in the gaming eSports world but exactly to your point that is where it is going. It's going to more. Content, lifestyle, culture, celebrity, kind
1: of what's cool, right? That's Legan Nash, Chief Revenue Officer of Misfits Gaming, where the pros on the esports circuit are growing. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Legan Nash has experience at the network level with Fox, but has shifted her focus to helping grow the professional side of esports with misfits gaming the pandemic may have stifled some of their live options but with things changing and the momentum of the platforms and sector growth unchanged she like everyone in the space sees a bright bright future Our guest this week is Legan Nash, who is the Chief Revenue Officer of the Misfits Gaming Group, which is a premier professional esports organization that owns and operates a whole portfolio of competitive esports teams across multiple platforms. Hi, Legan. How are you? Thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm happy to be here.
1: Um, so what a weird year we've had, um, but what an explosive year for, for esports. Um, how do you kind of view growth in the industry amid the pandemic?
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, there's, there's a really uh, funny kind of underlying thing here where everyone hears esports and they think, you know, everything is booming. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the gaming industry severely, I mean, boomed, um, in this, in this pandemic and the gaming industry as well. Um, but you know, when it comes to, you know, my world, we still worked with brands that were greatly impacted, um, with, you know, all that went on in the pandemic. So it was very interesting to watch from when it started last March to where we are today, how everyone kind of, you know, pivoted and how we were able to excel with kind of all of the all of the unknowns, right? Um, so now looking back, I mean, it was a wild year. And I think uh, brands have really learned the past year how important the gaming ecosystem is. If, I had to, if I'm looking at 30,000 foot in, that's kind of my, my takeaway from this past year.
1: <laughs> uh, could you be specific on that? Like, w- what did they find out about that ecosystem um, over the last year or so?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I think when the beginning of the pandemic started, you saw all traditional sports come to a halt, right? Like, the NBA didn't know what to do. The NFL didn't know what to do. Everyone was, like, scrambling. But, you know, the e-gaming world um, really was able to pivot in a matter of a week's time. I mean, I remember our home series was supposed to go off a week later than when before everything was shut down, right? So, you know, they pivoted very easily into what they could do in that kind of environment. And brands gravitated towards that. They were like, look, esports lights are on, right? Like there is an ability to talk to our customers here in sports where everything else is shut down, right? So I think that that in itself um, really made the industry stand out um, as the pandemic kind of surged its way through last year.
1: Yeah. Um, And there's a number of what like non endemic brands that are coming into your space as well. Right.
0: Oh yeah. I mean more and more as we continue to grow and we've really taken the time my team to really educate these non endemic brands on how to speak and how to activate in this space, um, especially in a pandemic. Right. So, We've uh we've seen a lot of success from non endemic brands taking that leap of faith, um and coming into the esports world.
1: You know, that's interesting. When you say we're we're trying to tell them how to speak in this space, what do you mean by that? Like what what are you telling them?
0: Yeah, so a lot of our non endemic brands, they you know, they come to us and they're like, Look, we know this is our future consumer, this is the audience we need to reach, but how do we speak to them? How do we get them engaged in our products, right? And or whether it's, you know, a bank or a fast food company. Yeah. And, and what our job is, is to take our expertise as being, you know, these, this entertainment company in this vertical and, and, and highlighting their brand in an authentic way that, that shows that their brand is elevated to this audience, right? So if you look at you, I mean, you look at brands that we've worked with, Zaxby, SoFi, you know, SoFi last year had never been in the esports space and they took a leap of faith and the success that they saw was tremendous. I mean, they they really leaned on us to speak to the audience in authentic ways. I mean, we created two custom commercials for them that ran in the Overwatch and Call of Duty broadcast. And I mean, those two commercials were animated, which is very, you know, very untraditional for a bank. And it, 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 it did unbelievable numbers. So it's, it's really having brands listen to our advice and taking that leap of faith because this, This audience, this demographic is so unique. It's not like traditional sports.
1: No, it's not. Um, And I I still feel like we're in the beginning of it. Do you agree with that? Because it it does feel like on some level when we talk to people that – Like, this was clearly, like, esports is a huge thing personally, has been for a long time, is exploding as a content provider, but it was all kind of in silos for a long time, and it seems like that there is this branching out and everyone's figuring that out as they go.
0: Absolutely. I mean, most of our brands, you know, we do... Uh, monthly reporting for them where we look at all of the assets and we, we navigate them. We're like, look, this is working. This isn't working. So let's pivot or let's change this or let's, you know, lean in on this. So I really think as, as these brands get more educated by, you know, companies like Misfits, you know, and, and our counterparts, they they will surge in this environment because they have the experts guiding them.
1: Um, Tell us a little bit about Misfits. What's the background? How did it get started? and, And what do you guys specialize in?
0: Yeah. So I would, you know, Misfits is about four years old. Um, It was founded by Ben Spoon, who's the CEO. Um, We started with an investment, obviously, in our League of Legends team over in the LEC. And over the past couple of years, we've grown into the Activision Blizzard League franchises. We really specialize. I mean, the the company is morphing into an entertainment company. And you know we we are known for our franchise team, which we have, like I said, one in League of Legends in the LEC, which is the Misfits Gaming. Then we have the Overwatch team, which is our Florida Mayhem, and then we have our Call of Duty team, which is our Florida Mutineers, and then we have a variety of streamers and influencers that play games like Fortnite, etc. And and as we as we grow as a company, we really are morphing into lifestyle gaming ecosystem. And, and you'll see here in the next you know, couple of weeks of announcements coming out from Misfits on how we are doing that, um, really kind of getting the gas, gas in the engine to become a powerhouse media company.
1: Did you start as a branding company? Can you kind of help me? Were you just looking for no, yeah, gamers? No,
0: so we, we, we started as a traditional esports company. I mean, yeah. The company um, launched with, like like I said, the, the League of Legends team. And, and then we made a few other investments into the franchise market with Activision Blizzard. And from there, we've really kind of taken, you know, the e- esports is kind of like the core of our business, right? And we're building upon that with other assets, like content, as you know, is a huge, a huge area yeah. in this world. So um, that's, that's kind of where we're going. Um, I would say if I had to look down the roadmap of where Misfits will be, but like, I, like esports is our core business.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because uh, we've had a lot of others, you know, in this space come on and I think they're kind of dipping their toe in where you all are going too, which is, there's branding opportunities there's kind of incorporating into a new culture that it is it is kind of become ubiquitous in ways that maybe music did not that long ago and kind of crossed over into pop culture in an interesting way like are you guys kind of navigating all of that right now
0: yeah absolutely and i think that's why people like myself were brought on you know i came from a long career in in traditional media at fox right so my background actually isn't in in the gaming esports world but exactly to your point that is where it is going it's going to more content lifestyle culture celebrity kind of what's cool right yeah um and so we're really trying to figure out how we capitalize on that still having our authentic voice of course and being the brand that that we that we uh have built but um yeah definitely that <laughs> that is that is where i i see this this world really into in in the future. And I think the pandemic actually helped expedite that that timeline.
1: Yeah. Um, So leaning back on that experience with Fox and thinking about the future, what what does the future of programming look like in and around esports?
0: Yeah, I think I think you're seeing and I mean, you see Activision Blizzard and doing uh you know their broadcast rights with YouTube. It's it's all OTC. I think you know, you see traditional media really struggling to get that viewership on your on the on your uh, television in your living room and in cable. So I think you are going to see the YouTube, these these platforms that house content like TikTok, even Clubhouse, right? Those are on the rise. Yeah. That that is the future. And I have to say, you know, I I don't I don't count myself as old. But man, every day I'm educating myself. There's a new, there's a new tool out there. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I, so I think it's, there's just so much out there in terms of how to view content and, and it is, it is all digital. I mean, it's, it's, that's where it's at. I mean, we've done that for a while and, you know, being at Fox, that, that was something that we were really trying to keep up with when I was there is, you know, how do we pivot from a traditional media company to compete with the Misfits and the Activision Blizzards of the world, right? That are these booming digital platforms.
1: Yeah. I mean, the question is, can they, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know that they can. Uh, that's, that's the hardest part of this. The landscape is wide open. So how does a behemoth like Fox actually change their model? I I don't know how in the world they would go about doing that.
0: Well, I think, I think you've seen it. I mean, you saw the Disney Fox acquisition, right? So they're yeah. consolidating because they, they all need each other at this point. Yes. And then you're seeing them, you know, with, with these acquisitions, what they're buying. I mean, they're 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 trying to diversify their portfolio because exactly to your point i mean they they have to compete and and they have to understand everything that's coming out i mean like the clubhouses i mean i remember when fox bought my space what was that (laughs) you know 15 years ago and that was the hot thing and look where we are today so it's, it's a constant pivot it's a constant you know understanding the market and and i have to say you know this audience and this this demographic in the gaming world is very unique it's it's, it's an audience that every brand wants to capture, even every media company wants to capture, and, they, and they're, you know, putting their heads together. How do we do that in the most authentic way, right?
1: Yep. Um, do you think that some of the traditional sports will try to find a way to incorporate themselves into eSports, uh, more so than what they're doing already? Do you see that marriage happening?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but, you know, the Cleveland Browns, the Orlando Magic, and the Miami Heat are big investors in this gaming group. Yeah. And if you look across most esports orgs, if you dive into their kind of board investor base, a lot of traditional sports teams yeah. are either investors or board members. So, absolutely, I mean, you see the NBA has a whole two K, you know, two K league. I mean, it, it, there is so much crossover because the, the traditional sports know that this is this demographic is is where they're losing, and they have to regain it, right?
1: They do. Um, there's a couple of other um, things that you all are behind that I, that I want to touch on with you, which is women uh-huh. and participation in eSports and why that's important to you at Misfits.
0: Oh, it's, it's a huge, huge initiative for us. So, you know, we are in the process of launching a, a women and in Misfits uh, initiative. But, you know, many people don't know that, you know, majority of our, our leadership at Misfits is women. And 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 when Mystics was started, the core one of the core pillars of the company and and brand ethos was diversity and inclusion. And I have to give Ben Spoon and and the rest of the leadership team, you know, because I'm I'm pretty new here, a tremendous job on the focus and and drive to have diversity, women, you know, all across the board. We have done a tremendous job in, in making sure that we are we are true to that brand ethos and you know, I, I know that we're we're still in the works of announcing this. so I don't want to give too much, but we will be coming out um, with a large women's initiative, not only women at Misfits, but women across the entire gaming community with this platform to really make a voice and make sure that everyone feels supported.
1: And the other one is mental health. Can you kind of expand on that and how and why that's important at Misfits?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it goes under the kind of the same the same premise that I spoke about with the women's initiative. I mean, Ben, the CEO, um, is is a tremendous leader and, you know, really goes down to kind of understanding the needs that people are, are searching for that, you know, normal companies don't support. And, you know, one of the things that he's done is he's brought in um, a very seasoned um, professional to help not only our players, but our employees really deal with, um, you know, anything they have on mental health. I mean, I had... I had Carol Rubenstein, who's our chief wellness officer, speak to my team a couple of weeks ago on just, you know, mental health in this pandemic. Everyone's working from home. How do we how does everyone stay kind of, you know, on their A game and really have, you know, the best mental health that they can. And and having that having that resource the company is tremendous. I mean, my team was so thankful and and really appreciated having that.
1: You know, it's funny, like, and I'm by saying this, I know there's a lot of parents that will listen to this and disagree, but I, I've seen, especially with my kids being stuck inside, essentially for a year now, I've seen esports for them to be a lifeline, and I know others look at it as too much screen time or too much this or too much that, um, but I've seen the benefit of it, um, especially right now in this very unusual time that hopefully will be over very soon
0: yeah absolutely i mean i think you hear from a lot of parents you know i think you get the mix but i think that that the gaming world has allowed these kids to still have a connection right with people um inside their own home um and i even think the way that they're learning you know with technology through this pandemic is really changing (laughs) how we all learn i guess but yeah no i i think that the gaming world in this pandemic has been an amazing outlet for kids um you know, across the world.
1: Okay, so let's end on this thought then with, with that in mind and, and where we started, which is this has been a very interesting year. People have been locked up essentially for about a year, but there's light at the end of the tunnel and things are going to change hopefully by fall and certainly into next year. Um, where do you see esports and groups like Misfits going when the world opens back up again?
0: You know, I think I think one of the things we're the most excited for is, um, is back to live events. I mean, one of the, the kind of the core offerings that we have as eSports organization is to host these live events in our DMA and really grow our Florida fan base. Um, and I think we're, we're kind of getting the signs and, you know, fingers crossed that things are trending um, that way. Because I think once you add the live events component into eSports, it's a whole other level, right? I mean, that's, you're, you're, now, you're now really on par with traditional sports and, and being able to really compete having those similar assets. So I I think that looking down, you know, I say, you know, six to twelve month timeline is really getting the live events feedback so we can engage with our with our fans and grow our our brand presence in, in the markets that we're in.
1: Lega Nash is the Chief Revenue Officer at Misfits Gaming. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for having me this morning.
1: On the next Future Sport Podcast, AI may become the physical trainer of the future. Back in the day, I used to do CrossFit uh, quite a bit. And unfortunately, I used to injure myself uh, doing CrossFit. And so I kept thinking, you know, is it something about my form or my technique? Um, and I figured if I'm having this problem, you know, with a, as a weakened warrior, warriors, I um, come with millions from the professionals to, um, you know, amateur athletes uh, like myself must be having the same issue. That's Masa Kabayama, founder and CEO of Uplift Labs, where revelations in biomechanics are being applied to everyone and anyone who works out. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by three advanced developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused